0: What if business could be fun? This podcast is for people who no longer want work to be a four letter word. It is a comedic look at the myths of work, life and balance where we expose the kind of thinking that sucks your will to live. And we replace it with powerful, easy to use tools so that you can shift gears and laugh about it all. The only requirement to listen is you need to be human. Hello, happy Wednesday. I am so excited to be here with the fabulous Kathy Keegan and our amazing guest, Carrie Cust. I hope I said that correctly. So this is the still human podcast. Kathy Keegan and I started this because we wanted to talk about the things nobody talked about when we were in the big mastermind groups and we wanted to have a comedic look at coaching and being an entrepreneur and frankly life. We we're like, what if we could make it more fun? So welcome, welcome. If you're just joining us, we're so glad you're here. If you're coming back, we're so glad you're here. And I am just delighted to have Kathy and Carrie with us today. So, hi ladies, welcome. Hello. Hola. Good morning. Good morning. So um, you know, Kathy. Kathy and I met a couple years ago and then we, this sort of, this organically bubbled up and I have to say, I met Carrie about a year ago doing some virtual networking and the minute she said what she talked about, I was like, oh my God. Like, it's just something like ding, 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 ding in my head. I was like, I have to talk to this lady and then when I told Kathy what she did, she was like, are you kidding? You know, and I said, oh my God, she'll be great for the podcast. So I feel like, Carrie, if you don't mind, can you introduce yourself? Because I feel like I'm gonna mess it up. I don't know. I just you you do so many cool things, but I would love to say in your own words what you do, if you don't mind.
1: Yes, of course. So I'm Carrie Cuss. So I'm a self-love and intimacy coach. So I work with women and couples, and some men kind of pop in there as well sometimes. Cool. And people work with me, yes, to sort of not to sort of to get Spark back that aliveness, that oomph in their life. So, with women, it's like feeling des- desirable and juicy in your own body. Couples, it's like coming back to being like lovers again, passionate lovers, and reigniting that spark. So, that's like looking at a relationship with pleasure and sexuality and speaking our needs and really coming into the fullness of who we are. Because, I, for my own experience, when I have, you know, I do a, I'm all about like doing your work and getting in the mud and all that stuff. But what has really shifted for me is really learning through pleasure and through joy. That has what has really ignited things for me or opened me up on my own journey. So I'm like, well, that's a good path to go on. And so that's, yeah.
0: I'm like, you mean you don't have to learn. It doesn't always have to be through like pain and sweat (laughs) and (laughs) and tears (laughs) and like, Oh great. I'm in another learning opportunity. Ah, Like like, you can, you can learn from pleasure because I got to tell you, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm going to be really vulnerable. You know, we, we try to be really vulnerable and authentic here. And I mean, in life, but here, and you know, I, I'm struggling. I'm in my fifties and I'm not happy with, even though I'm working out again, I'm not happy with this upper stuff I'm carrying. And I know part of it is because sometimes I reward myself with sugar, And so I've got, you know, I would love to talk to you about how do you reward yourself during the day? Um, What's pleasure? I don't like getting mani-pedis. I don't do bubble baths. Can you please give me some options? Because I'm not (laughs) a bubble bath kind of person. And it drives me crazy when like, oh, just get a mani-pedi. That doesn't relax me. It's like somebody, my feet are tender. I'm a jogger. Like,
2: oh, and I'm always so afraid when someone touches my feet that I'm going to laugh and then fart. And, you know, and I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. I've had like maybe two pedicures in my life for that reason.
0: (laughs) I'm so glad I'm not alone. So, yeah, Carrie, lots to work with here.
1: Hello. Hello. Let's go. Let's dive right in. Let's just dive right in.
0: Well, And and the other thing, too, you know,
2: when um, to add to that. So when Carrie and I spoke, the other thing was that how this came to be for you you know, the awareness that you have, because you've got an incredible story behind it. And oftentimes, you know, when you're dealing with what your life's calling is or what your journey is going to be, you know, we had a guest on a few weeks ago who said, yeah, I wanted all my life to work with minerals. That's what it was. And yet that's her calling and that's what she's doing. And so sometimes you are called to do something. So Carrie, saying a little bit about that, too, as we lead into some more practical uh, how to's.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, well what? No
0: pressure. Thinking, go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, in in regards to what I'm doing now, it's that what I'm doing now chose me. This wasn't like a thing that I grew up and I was like, I think I want to work with pleasure and intimacy. Like that just wasn't even on the radar. I didn't even know that existed. And so I had a, you know, if we talk about sort of eight, 10 years ago, I had a really normal, regular life. I mean, I went to school. I had the good job. I used to work in HR. That's hilarious. Now that I'm doing this, I had the man and bought a big, like bought a house. It's just like, I checked all the boxes. I was like, check, check, check. And based on sort of my own upbringing and sort of the instability there and, you know, not having my dad around and we moved around a lot. And I was like, almost helped raise my brothers. It's like, I wanted sort of this, you know, everything that we thought we should, should have. It's like, I didn't have that growing up. So I was just like, okay, well I'm going to go and get that. And so I checked all the boxes and then I got there and then I was like, Oh yeah, this isn't really what I thought it was or that I wanted at all. I was like, okay, I spent like 28 years of my life getting all this and I got it. And I was like, Oh, it just felt sort of flat, like sort of meh. Like, and my life wasn't terrible. I wasn't married to a terrible man. He was a, he was a good guy. He still is the good guy, but it was just sort of like, this is it. This is it. And when I had that realization, well, first I fought it for a while. I was like, this can't be no, no, not no, no, no. And my body kept telling me like, I knew I had to leave. I had to leave. And so one day I did, and I was like, I can't be married anymore. I just, I can't do it. It It's just like everything, my bones, my like, there's like, feel it in my chest, something pulling me of like, get out. And so, you know, we always, I always say we always have choice, but almost in that moment, it felt like I didn't have choice. Like it was so strong. And so I left my marriage, excruciating, painful. It hurts to hurt people. And to choose yourself can be really painful sometimes. And so I had this naive sort of idea of like, okay, hey, eat, pray, love journey. Here we go, sort of thing. And then three weeks later, I get a phone call and my youngest brother, who was very close with, um, died by suicide
2: when he was 17. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and so oh, it was God. just
1: like, you know, the foundation of everything my whole life was just like, oh wow, I was going one direction and now it's like, wh- where am I going? Well, who am I? What do I know? What I ugh. like, everything was just sort of gone. And I was fortunate to know, had done some spiritual work that I was like, okay, something's trying to get my attention. I know that much and I really got to start to look at what's going on here. And so I did a lot of healing. Um, over the next year and then I packed up and left my I live in Calgary Alberta I'm Canadian and I was like got everything down to two suitcases and I was like okay I'm out of here I'm going to Australia and I'm going to travel around Asia for a bit and I didn't know what I was going to do I was just like kind of in this sort of unknown place I'm like hey I kind of have these couple places that I'm going to go and I'll figure it out and I spent three months living in Thailand and I was going to do yoga and then I get to this place and I'm it's a tantric community and I was like Oh, okay. I came for yoga, and I'm seeing all these women with like flowy dresses and showing their stomachs. And I'm just like, oh my god, I'm never gonna do that. And, oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, I'm not showing my stomach, and I'm just like in Thailand, like really warm out, and I'm like in long sleeves and pants, and I'm just like tightening my body. I'm just like, oh my god, this is so uncomfortable, and I was like. <sighs> <laughs> terrified. I was just like had so much body issues. Didn't even know what this tantra thing was, but I see all these really free-flowing sort of women. I'm just like, Ugh. And I was like, well, you know what? When in Rome. Like, <laughs> what else? What else do I have? You know, I I I'm not going back to my old life. I don't know what's I was like, I'm here. Let's go. Totally went in Rome. And that is what totally changed my life. Like it, if I think about, you know, learning about, Oh God, the power of sexual energy. I never thought of my sexual energy. I never thought about my own sexual needs. I never thought about pleasure. Sex was always something that I enjoyed, but i never, my own pleasure was never on the table. It was just like a way to sort of take care of my man sort of thing. I enjoyed it and it was regular, but it was just my own sort of, fullness and pleasure just wasn't I never thought about it and you know think, learning about like the feminine and how the feminine itself is divine it was just like oh wow this is like this is great this is a powerful thing to like be a woman and everything that comes from that and I was like whoa it's like a whole new world and it was a game changer And and I remember being in this one kind of ritual and I was doing my goddess pose and we went to a meditation after, and I was like, this is why everything happened. Like my whole life fell apart for me to get here. And I had to learn this. This is why. Wow. And so I was like, okay, I guess this is what I'm, this is where I've been brought to. So here we go.
0: Wow. And
1: it changed my life. And yeah. And just That's, having to offer oh my
0: other women. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. And, and I, I would love to just add a little bit. So I, you know, growing up, body issues, molested, assaulted, eating disorders. I've done a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work. But I know that there's always more room for that. More. There's more. And so I, I was invited to this tantric weekend in Philadelphia. And it was all these women who had done the Mama Gina work. I was the only one who hadn't. And then we had our teacher who was like a lioness. Like she kind of scared me a little bit. And, um, but you know, I'm, I'm showing up, I'm doing the work. I'm feeling a little bit like an outsider, but I'm like, don't, don't hold yourself back. Don't let yourself do that. Elaine, you know, one of the ways we can separate ourselves. And anyway, so like I'm getting through it on Saturday. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm in the middle of it. And, uh, and then I come back after the break and I have like a breakthrough. And a part of me is like, okay, I'm good. I'm I've I've been uncomfortable. I've had my breakthrough. I'm are we done? You know, like I was kind of, and then the teacher's like, okay, and now for our Saturday night ritual, we're we're all going to dance in the circle and strip down to our nakedness. And the other women are gonna throw rose petals and and go, you know, which is like a, anyway. And I was like, like I'm I'm leaving you know in my head I'm like I how can I get out of here and i have like danced naked in front of people. you know I've done all kinds of like be free anyway but this was different it was so much more intimate and a part it was just like it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever been a part of and I really I saw the divine in the feminine body And we're talking a 60-year-old lady, a 70-year-old lady, an 80-year-old lady. Uh, I stripped down. I did not get fully naked. Uh, I got halfway naked, but um, it was beautiful. And it was like nothing I'd ever done. And I remember just like really um, appreciating curves for the first time, you know, in the 80s my curves were bad. My, I was trying to fit myself into this box that I knew I would never be able to fit into, but God, I tried with laxatives and drugs and sex and, you know, and, and I think people can relate to that. Like I'm curvy. Even when I was on crystal meth, I was curvy, (laughs) you know, which is kind of funny and kind of sad, but Anyway, so I, I have no idea if, ta- you know, i I'm still a baby in the Tantra world, but I just, it was an amazing experience and I can't wait to do more at some point, you know?
1: Yeah. I've had similar experiences like that. And that was part of what was such a game changer for me. It's just, I, I had so many body issues, so many, and to have men and women just look at you like the goddess. It's like, look at, like, look at your hips and look at all this, like, you know, it's like it's seeing like you as the goddess, you as the divine feminine in this manifestation and then them revering you. Mm. And that's part of sort of that that path, like they say tantra is a path of ecstasy. So like going through the realm of joy and ecstasy and like starting to, instead of like accepting or being okay with my body, it's like, no, like revering it, look at my hips and look at my, the way my body curves and moves and my legs and my hip, like, and it's just like, oh, huh. it's like, That's the part where it's like, that's so enlivening and liberating when it's like starting to totally shift the view of like, this is a manifestation of like the feminine. And I've also had an experience of being naked and I had huge body issues. Like I have a birthmark that covers my whole left arm. I don't know if you can see it. And so my whole life, it was like t-shirts, t-shirts on at, um, at the pool. I would wear long sleeves in gym class, like, no. I would like want to have sex with like the lights on when I first started having sex. Like it was like walking out of the room naked. Cause I had like birthmarks on my bum. Like I was just like, like more everything. I was so tight and contra- like constricted in my body. And so I do this workshop similar to what you did. And it's like a whole group of women. And there's a big group of us. And we go out into little pods of like three of us and we undress, naked in front of each other. And we say for one minute, what we don't like about our body. And I was like, this, you know, it's like, and I'm like, I'm shaking, right? Like, I'm like, I've never done this. Oh my God. And there's other women around and there's like, you know, and I sort of point out my arm and I point out the things that I don't like. I have these stretch marks and, you know, my my stomach, my whoa, whatever. And then the women for three minutes then had to say everything that they loved about my body. Oh, and it was just like the, and the, like looking at my arm, they're like, yeah, I notice it end. And it was like, so it, took the char- it took the charge out of it. And I was like, like, I was so freed in that moment. And it's like, and then them contempl- uh, complimenting my body. It's like, I love the way like your hips are and like, you, you have great legs and you have the, and I was just like, Oh, like that. And it's like, it has liberated me and freed me ever since. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, in, in a moment, And it's like, that's like, can we go through that realm instead of like just looking at the shit and getting over it? It's like, can we start to look at the beauty and the love and the, like the revere what's there? It's like, that's where the real transformation can happen. So that, that changed the way I viewed my body. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, I've been carrying this around for like 30 years, like hating myself. And then it's just like, oh, it's like all of a sudden just seeing the beauty of it all. And having wow. women loving each other and complimenting each other, it's just like, oh, it was just like so heart opening.
2: It's yeah. Just, it beautiful. It's so it's, you know, I just keep thinking about how, you know, here in the States, it's this or that, you know, there's the, the age old sort of Madonna whore kind of thing that rat- rattles in the background. And it's been a way of not letting us be who we are. You know, um, I, I think that that's just when you're thinking about who you are as a person in your core, not really tapping into that um, and having issues around it, as I do, Um It really does make a difference because it's sort of denying a part of who you really are. And that to understand that it falls on an entire spectrum. I like spectrums and ranges because it isn't (laughs) this. It isn't this or that. It's this is my journey here, you know. And so, Elaine, when you were in that class, it pushed you a little bit because it was like, oh, I'm not going that far. And you didn't have to. And nobody pressured you to do that. They allowed you to just be who you were. You know, we get to be who we are. And it also speaks to why it's so important to be able to either work one on one with somebody to sort of get that kind of coaching to get you more comfortable than work in a smaller group. Or they, maybe I'm, maybe I'm prescribing this for myself. This might be how I do that. Right. Because, um, there is a part of. There is a part of me that would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stand in a pool group of people and do whatever. But I do remember years ago, um, we went to um, Martha's Vineyard and there was a nude beach there on Gay Head and there was all this clay around. And I was like, oh, my God. And I, it was the first time I ever ba- sunbathed nude. And, of course, look at me. <laughs> You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm I'm sun poisoning, just waiting to happen, and so I would slathered myself with everything, and then I see this guy walking down the beach, and he's wearing a hat, and I'm like, why are you wearing a hat? Like, you're naked. Do you need a hat? And it just, I just remember the whole experience was just so odd, but at the same time, there was something very freeing about lathering yourself in the clay and then washing it off and how that felt and how much we don't give ourselves permission or even have societal permission
0: to do mm. these
2: sorts of things. Right. We don't even have that much vocabulary. It's even hard to say the words out loud. Wow. You know, p- 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 pl- 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 pleasure, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: There's, a lot of, there's a lot of shame around pleasure big time. It's like, who are you? To, it's like, who are you to have that? Or, you know, there's this view of it. Like what you're talking, Kathy, you're talking about the Madonna whore complex. It's like, well, if you do that, then you're this. And it's like, that's actually not true. It's like, especially as women, it's like, there's a full spectrum of femininity and we have it all. Like that's the nature of them. We're everything. So it's like, we're the Madonna and we're the whore, and we're the mother and we're the, you know, um, Kali that can chop your head off and, and we're so nurturing and we're so like all this kind of stuff. We're, we're all of it. And so when we start to go label people as that, then it's like we really narrow really who we are and we're not in the fullness of who we are or in our own wholeness. And I find that, you know, it is is it can, it is really challenging to sort of step into sort of owning that pleasure and owning that part of you because of societal and what things and it's shameful but it's also part of who we are as women and right and it's like starting to embrace the fullness and that full spectrum of who we are as women it's like we have we have all of it for everything and it's Uh like yes we have our own natural flavor of femininity but it's like we also want to expand that spectrum to the expand into the wholeness of who we are right but yeah but there's um a lot of yeah, society, especially in North America, I am in mean, Canada, it's almost like the same thing. It's just sort of this, it's very easy to feel judged or criticized or labeled as something or be viewed in a certain way, when really, that's such a beautiful part of who we are. And it can just add
0: to sort of our own fullness. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's yeah. so interesting. I, when I think of um, back, forgive me, but this is really the only Tantra experience I've had is this, this particular weekend. And um, at one point we all got to act out. Some of us got to be the Madonna. Some people got to be the whore. And then there was the, the women who keep the patriarchy in place, you know, the place, I forget the right term. Tisk um, Yeah. And, you know, I had, of course, everyone had the most fun dancing like a whore. That was fun. But I had fun pretending to be a virgin because it's been so long, but, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, when I think about, moments of shame in my past that really like, Oh, it was from other women, you know, it was from other women, um, you know, and I used to talk about like being in the restroom, like at an event, like at the theater or whatever. And if you were like the prettiest one feeling the daggers of judgment and hatred, but also being the one who was throwing the daggers because I didn't feel enough, you know, and it's so hard to explain this to a man. But, you know, being in a women's restroom or changing room or locker room is, is like being in a football game in some well, ways. Com- you know. The competition
2: historically has been for men and I apologize for right. any others who fall in different ranges, but that was kind of the overarching thing. And so right. when you're competing for man. that, there's not enough, Right. There's not enough. And if there's not enough, then
0: yeah, you're my competition, which and now I love it. It's like, you know what? You can have the caveman. I think I'm going to hang out with the other cave women or I really enjoy my (laughs) own company. Like, do we really need to fight over the cavemen at this point? I don't know. Just, but yeah, I mean, I just feel like, you know, and I, I mean, hurt people are the people who hurt other people. Right. And so you know the people who shame have probably be, been shamed themselves i imagine i you know I'm, i haven't studied it the way Brene brown has but i just love this thinking of like the whole being and you know giving ourselves permission to be bigger than a size 4
1: <laughs> yes yes and like see yeah exactly and uh, um an embrace like just looking at our bodies differently but also just viewing even like the feminine and uh, being able to appreciate other women and where sort of what their flavor is and when they extend into their own spectrum, it's like, it's really like with the feminine, it's like, there's always more like this whole idea of like limited or narrow. It's like, it's actually not valid or true. Like if Elaine steps into, or Kathy steps into like her whole, you know, her full spectrum femininity or her sensuality, it's like, that doesn't, that doesn't affect me and mine at all. If anything, it gives me sort of permission to also do the same. It's like, Oh, wow, I'd like some of that. But this idea of trying to keep each other small, I think is a very old idea. And I think it doesn't serve and I think it's coming from a place of a really immature feminine. And when we can embrace and own sort of that, our full spectrum of who we are and our sensuality and our, you know, our, you know, our place of innocence and our, you know, all these different kind of archetypes or things. It's just that is, yeah, that aliveness. And it just gives us, it's like, we want other women to experience that too. And so we can come from a bit, a more of a mature place rather than like, oh, that threatens me or she's being more sensual. And it's like, I want to put a stop to that. It's like, oh no, let's flip this around. It's showing you the potential that you also have.
2: Right. Your own development. That's beautiful. That's great. And so the way you work with people, um, I see on your website, you have um, uh, workshops that you do. Um, Say a little bit more about how you work with people.
1: So I have workshops with uh, women and then I have couples and then uh, so with the women workshops, I have a love your body workshop because as we were talking, I mean, that's a key area that every woman has and you know yes
2: (laughs) for for those for those of you who are listening we started by raising (laughs) hands and then feet um there are no more there are no more visible limbs to raise we're all (laughs) in
1: we're all in and just and and you can still have body issues without having weight issues like these this body issues come with a whole bag of stuff right Yeah. So, yeah. So I work with women with their sort of that body love, getting into a place of like radical self love beyond just like accepting your body because accepting Mm. is just sort of like, okay, I accepted it. But really like, wow, like loving, it's like loving yourself. It's like, wow, I I do like my hips. I do like this and complimenting other women. And it's such a beautiful, it's a heavy day. But when afterwards, it's just like the connection and the closeness and sort of the shifts of like people sort of seeing their body in a whole other light. It's like, Mm. okay, that's it. And I also have a awakening, the seductress workshop. So getting more in touch with that sensual aspect. Yes. And I think something that people don't, because when I say seductress, or it's like we augment or many people go into like negative, like really manipulative and like, like taking a man, like all this kind of stuff. But really, when we start to ignite that energy within us, our sensuality, our pleasure, our sexual energy, it's like we become so radiant and magnetic. And it's about getting to a place where it's like, there's no getting anything. It's like being a magnet for it. It's like people, it's like the enchantress um, archetype. Like when we see a woman in the in the woods and all these animals just come to her, it's like that energy. Like that's part of sort of awakening this um sensual seductive part of ourselves it's like we become magnets for what we desire so there's no struggle you know getting having doing uh, 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 like pick me see the, me pick me yeah me, me 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 here like this like yeah finding like uh, uh, thinking that there's only one thing and uh, pushing everyone else out of the way it's like no we can we can all sort of have it all so that's really mm. important and then, and then I do a lot of work with couples on like reigniting like the, the spark. So sometimes when we've been in a relationship for a long time and it's like, we're together all the time and things are sort of same and different. It's like, how do we, how do we get back to like wanting to like, yeah, that like spark where it's like, oh I can feel that desire. It's like, oh I want to like play and touch and, you know, and it's like, that's actually can be quite an easy thing to create, but it t- it's quite counterintuitive to what we think. So like t- and, um, Also looking at masculine and feminine dynamics, igniting sexual energy and starting to overcome, you know, all of these encompass overcoming sexual shame because there's always going to be some resistance because that, I mean, we all have shame around sexuality. It's in the collective. It's just a big thing. So we start to overcome and it's a beautiful thing to see a group of people come together for the same intention. And it's just like the feeling of closeness. Like when you've, shared such intimate things or um witnessed and have been witnessed sort of moving through vulnerability it's like the closeness that that feels I remember finishing a workshop and the guy one guy was like it feels like a family and I was like yeah like the the connection and the closeness and the intimacy that is fostered is just like this you know we needed it before COVID and then now with COVID it's like now we really need it so yeah more than
2: ever before
1: for sure Yeah. yeah
2: And it's fart. It's fart. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. Instead of saying it's <laughs> part, I said it's fart. It is part of, I know, I'm obsessed. Um, it's, okay. it's part of our full expression. And that's also going to mean that it's healthy for everything in our body.
1: Yes. I mean, and they talk about this in yoga therapy, is that when we have a healthy sexual desire, that's, that's a sign of good overall health like when we're in a healthy state and we're putting good things in our, in our bodies and we're feeling we're in our, there's an abundance of energy. It's like we have a sexual desire. So that's actually a good thing for like holistically for our whole body and all aspects of our life. It shows that we're sort of in a, in a good place. We're in a really healthy, abundant, um, place in our life. And so it's a good, it's a very good thing. Yeah, definitely.
0: I love it. I love it. And so Carrie, if somebody, um, Obviously, you know, we're going to have your website in the notes and stuff so people can come learn more about you. But if somebody was just like, okay, I want to put more pleasure in my daily life, what would you suggest?
1: So what I would first say is that um, pleasure is an aliveness and a fullness in your body. That's the definition. Mm.
2: An aliveness so, uh, and, and a fullness in
1: your body. In your
0: body. In your body. Your
1: body. And so there's a full spectrum of pleasure. So sometimes when you think of pleasure, people think sexual pleasure. It's like, okay, that's a part of it. And that's a great part of it. It's like, and there's a whole, a lot of things that bring me pleasure. So when I have a really rich conversate, deep conversation with like a girlfriend, and I feel that connection and I feel alive, and I feel full. It's like, that's pleasure. And so starting to pay attention to your body of what, Gives you that aliveness and that fullness in your body. Some people, it might be a bubble bath. Some people, it might be movement. But it's like starting to pay attention of like if you look back, it's like okay, what has made me feel that alive, that aliveness, and that fullness in my? body? So it could be going out in nature. It could be doing a certain type of work. It could be for women, movement is a big thing. It's starting to pay attention to how your body responds in that way, and it's like how can we start to do more of that. So, yeah. So bubble baths aren't your thing. And oftentimes like wine, chocolate bubble baths, like those can be band-aids to certain things, but it's like really starting to look at what gives you that aliveness and that fullness in your body. And it's like, okay, how can I do more of that? And so for me, I, for me, a movement really helps it just to get because sometimes, especially with women, we can carry a lot of energy in our lower bodies. And when we're really stagnant, it can get, it can just feel a bit heavy. And so when we can start to move, and this doesn't, I mean, I think I post on my Instagram, i like was dancing to like Mariah Carey emotions, because it's like, so this doesn't have to be this can be a really fun light thing. And it's just like, I started to feel it's like, oh, I felt so good in my body. I felt like full and I felt free and I felt playful. I felt fun. It's like that gave me my aliveness and my fullness. And it's like, okay, I need to be doing more of that. I need to incorporate that as a practice because that makes me feel really good. It makes me feel really good to like go for a coffee with a girlfriend and just be able to sort of talk about whatever and know that there's no judgment. And I can sort of put every anything out on the table and they're like, okay, well, we've heard it all before sort of thing. And it's like looking at that. So that's something to introduce as a practice. And for a move, movement as for women is really important, again, because it gets that, that energy moving. It's like, okay, we could start to, it's like, when we do that, it's like, we feel joy, but we carry that throughout the day. And it's like, wow, okay, well, let's keep this going. What are some choices that I could make that give me this aliveness and this fullness? Can I say no to things that's like, I really don't want to have lunch with that person. So it's like, yeah, I really want to go and explore this or do this one activity. And it's like starting to pay attention to that, what brings us pleasure. And it's like, okay, let's start doing more of that, saying yes to
2: that and saying no
1: to the other things that maybe are
2: no for I us. love that. Like it's two twenty. Dance break.
0: I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I noticed I I was on the my spin bike yesterday morning before I started a long day. And I remember feeling like, Oh, I feel so good. I felt so good, you know, cause I had sweated and moved my body and it is just such a good feeling. I love it so much.
1: Yeah. And, and it's then like you're energetic. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I just and energetically. It's like, if you know the chakras, it's like that heavy lower energy, you start to move it up. And it has like, there's a lighter, more joy to it. And it's not sort of so heavy. So it's like energetically, it's doing something to our body and our level of consciousness. So it's, it's like, might be seem fun and playful, but it's like, there's something really happening on a deeper level as well when we do that.
2: And when you're doing that, um, those are moments of mindfulness. So for people who are looking to bring more mindfulness to their lives, it's as easy as that. It's just being aware after, when you're exercising or when you're walking around, how that feels. I love doing Tai Chi because for me, it's like swimming on land. Because one of the places I feel most elegant is when I'm swimming. So in the water, but I don't have much of a chance to do that. Um, but Tai Chi reminds me of that. It's just a very elegant and it makes you f- practice and it makes you, feel, makes you feel like you're swimming. And it's one of the few moments that I actually do feel a sense of elegance as I move. And so to just really be in that and appreciate that, you know, um, but that awareness adds to, it adds to, it's additive to your life, being able to have that sense of mindfulness.
1: Yeah. And feeling it's like, what, what feeling does that give you? And it's like, well, what other things can I choose to do that bring me, bring me, brings me more of that feeling? So if there's a feeling of elegance, it's like, Wow. What other, how could I do this? Or what else could I do that brings me that feeling? And so we start to sort of amplify that and resonate more on, on that feeling and making choices around like inviting more of that in. So it's just like little tiny things. And I think the subtle does not get the, does not get the credit it deserves. When we start to make those little changes of like, like, even like walking through a grocery store, is there a way that when I'm doing Tai Chi and how I'm moving, how I'm feeling, can I bring that into how I walk through the grocery store? It's like, those are really big things. It seems so small and, you know, sometimes we don't really think about it, but it's like, that really starts to have an impact. It's like, wow, I can feel like this in like all areas of my life, or I can feel like this way more. And it's like, starts to amplify that. So yeah. And you're,
2: so, and so, you're, And your game changing moment came in a moment of subtlety. Right. So you you had yourself open to let me just experience this. I'm a social scientist. I'm going to try this. Oops, this isn't yoga. Okay, well, let's see what this is. And and so that those aha moments, they really are. You know, they're um, Elaine and I always talk about how do you make breathing sexy? You know, because the (laughs) fact is the breath is our source of life. And it feels like you're not doing anything. But if you're breathing fully into your belly, you're basically telling your body that everything's okay. If you're not fully breathing, your body isn't sure and it's waiting for instructions. And so it's these these simple movements. And I actually do that in my kitchen. I use my Tai Chi to move around in my small kitchen. And it feels like I'm graceful in my kitchen. And it's kind of, you, you wouldn't be able to tell by looking at me, but it's what I feel.
1: Yes, and exactly. And that's what's so important of, yeah, it's, it's such a, like just the subtlety of like doing little things like that and inviting that in and um, little things like that can really shift, start to shift things. And so, yes, the subtlety it's, yeah, we can start to do little subtle things and start to shift our perspective is really I love
0: changer. it. I love this work. I feel like we, mm. we do have so much collective shame around sex. It's just, and bodies and it's just crazy.
1: And the truth is like, every time I've been in an exercise, facilitated an exercise or been in it myself, it's just like, naked women are beautiful. They're so beautiful. Like you see every woman just sort of in her body. And it's just like, Oh, it's just like getting a chance to like revere the feminine, and it's like the full spectrum of like what the feminine is, and how we're all manifest manifestations of different aspects of that. And it's just like, it's just the beauty is like,
0: yeah. And so I was just gonna say, um, sorry, Kathy. I remember being at the Y and seeing the old ladies changing into their swimsuits, right, and being horrified. And terrified of old, old bodies. You know, this is 20 years ago. And um, you know, that was all my judgment and my conditioning and my fear about myself, right? Projecting onto them, is that my future? Oh my God, you know, like what is the body doing? And she looks great, but she looks, you know, whatever. But I have to say, when I was doing the Tantra thing and we were in the circle in that sacred space. You know, there was one woman who had like folds, I guess, folds of fat or skin or, you know, but it was beautiful. So it just makes me think, you know, where is my perspective? Like, how else have I been conditioned and how can I unlearn some of this stuff? You know, so definitely... You're in my future, Carrie, for sure. <laughs> well, when, when,
2: when, we, when we used to be able to travel, um, I remember going, making it my business to look at the Three Graces. Um, where was that painting? Is it in the Prado? I think it might be. But um, because if you look at the way women were painted back in the way olden days, they looked a lot different from how they look today. They weren't twiggy. You know, um, you know, so the three graces and there's this Bill Bryson quote that I just really love. And and it, it is about the miracle in life. And it says not one of your pertinent ancestors was squashed, devoured, drowned, starved, stranded, stuck fast untimely wounded or otherwise deflected from its life's quest of delivering a tiny charge of genetic material to the right partner at the right moment in order to perpetuate the only possible sequence of hereditary combinations that could result eventually astoundingly and all too briefly in you.
0: Wow. I love him.
1: That is and sometimes we need those reminders of just like I was genetically like the i our, our being here is like one in a trillion or something it's some ridiculous number and it's like and have and it's like made to have this body and to be feminine and to have the you know it's just like seen as divine it's like this body is divine and my me being a woman and my femininity and it's just oh that's such a beautiful quote and it's just and yeah. I remember looking at um in the Louvre in Paris. And seeing all these sculptures of women and it's just like yeah this it's and they're beautiful they're so beautiful and it's just like the power and you know I, I think this is what tantra really shifted in me it's just like I was so like hated my curves I always wanted to be thinner or all this you know all this stuff and it's like really it's like that shows like the power the amount of potential and life and life force that you have in your body it's like and tantra communities it's like big the bigger the curves, the better. Cause they're just like, wow, this powerful woman with all this energy. And it's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, can you been like, can you multiply yourselves and, you know, and women like come out and move to North America? Cause it's just like, Oh, what that did was just like.
0: Just so everything. beautiful. Yeah. So I was just moved. Um, my mentor read this poem to me and then I just, um, started working with a photographer because I'm getting some new headshots done so of course it's bringing up all of my stuff but this poem I just love it so much and I was just moved to pull it off my bulletin board the time will come when with elation you will greet yourself arriving at your own door in your own mirror and each will smile at the other's welcome and say sit here eat you, you will love again the stranger who was yourself. Give wine, give bread, give back your heart into itself to the stranger who has loved you all your life, whom you ignored for another, who knows you by heart. Take down the love letters from the bookshelf, the photographs, the desperate notes. Peel your own image from the mirror. Sit, feast on your life, and that is by Derek Walcott. Oh, beautiful poet!
2: Beautiful,
0: gorgeous. I, I have, goosebumps. have goosebumps. So, yeah, I have goosebumps. So, on that note, Carrie, thank you so much uh, for thank helping you. me. I already feel more alive and in my body. I have goosebumps. I'm just um, this. Is, I think your work is so important. It's so healing and. It's essential. It's mm-hmm. essential because it we're yes. all human and with this high tech Zoom world, which I'm so grateful for, but we need our humanity now more than ever, you know? So if people want to know more about you, how do they find you?
1: So they can go to my website. So it's carriecust, K E R R I C U S T dot com. And I have a free call with people. So if you're looking to get that spark back for yourself or your relationship, I have a free call so you can connect with me and we can see what we can do together.
0: Oh, that's awesome. wonderful. That's awesome, so great. Awesome, awesome. And I just want to say if you are somebody who, you know, if work, the word work w o r k feels like another four-letter word, but I'm bum, you <laughs> should reach out to Kathy Keegan because she is a masterful coach. She coached me off the ledge yesterday. She is um, constantly reading about 16 books at a time. I've never known someone who loves learning and studying humanity and potential and human uh, transformation. And every time I talk to her, I feel like I get smarter And, but she's also has this kind, amazing heart. So if you feel like you're stuck in the area of work, whether you're at a business or working from home or want to start your own, or if you work for yourself and your boss is kind of an asshole, which I fall in that category sometimes, you know, talk to Kathy Keegan and her website is K A T H Y K E E G A N. And that is the best way to find her. Her, correct. That is?
2: Hey. Oh, my gosh, you are so right. And thank you so much. And, you know, Elaine, I just have to say, if you have the opportunity to work with Elaine to learn how to be on camera, to learn how to really deeply dive into your story and to really feel like you're in the presence of someone who gets you, sees you, understands you and uplifts you. You want to be in touch with Elaine, which is Elaine at Captivate the dot com. Should I spell "captivate" the crowd? No, "captivate" okay. the crowd. Look it up, with and, seeds, it's, and it's dot com, not dot gum, uh, with deference to our current president, who had a little trouble announcing a website the other day. <laughs> he kept saying he was, yeah, yes. It, It's just that stutter thing, right? And it comes out in these strange ways. So it was adorable. We
0: all have, we all have weird things, so. Yes, thank you. And I, I do, and, you know, monthly webinars and master classes. I'm doing a challenge at the end of May. So if anybody knows you need help with video and just come play, come play. So thank you so much, Carrie. It was, I'm oh, just thank so, you so much. grateful.
1: I had such a good conversation with you oh, both. It was oh, really, Carrie, this was just wonderful. wonderful.
0: And thanks everybody for
2: listening. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. and And, or maybe us hearing you or you hearing us it's connecting well, somehow. And I, I think what safe, I'm trying to say is yes, stay safe and see you next be time. Healthy.
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. Yay. You made it to the end. Thank you so much for listening. We're so excited you were here. Feel free to reach out at still podcast at gmail.com or Kathy at kathykegan.com or Elaine at CaptivateTheCrowd.com. See you next time.